It's time to place your bets. Let's talk to the pros. Welcome in, everybody, to Betting Pros. This is week five in the college football season. It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizapia. That, of course, is Scott Bogman, and it's you. And we're trying to lick our wounds from week four. First three weeks were pretty, pretty strong, I will say that. But Scott Bogman, some bad beats in week four. But that's okay. That's the beautiful thing about the college football season as we turn the page. I can't believe it's week five already. We got some big games up on tap. So, uh, Bogman, are you, are you sitting down okay? Everything doing all right after a... Uh, uh, a very difficult week four. Yeah. It, uh, week four didn't treat me very well. So uh, we'll talk about it when we go over it, but uh, it wasn't my favorite week, but also historically week four is the big upset week. And we had some of those for sure this week too. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I guess it's to be expected. I thought week one was going to be the worst and I was over 500 a week one and, and uh, week four uh, did me dirty for sure. Well, that's all right. Well, it's more important to learn lessons So let's pause for a moment and rehash the lessons that you have learned about some of these teams in week four in college football that we can apply to week five. I mean, Arkansas might be a real contender. Uh, We're going to I'm going to down talk them this week uh, when we get to their game, because, I mean, Arkansas has got to be national news at this point. You know, so they are uh, they're playing number eight. They're playing number two, Georgia this week. Huge, huge game. But uh, they beat Texas A&M and soundly. That game was not as close as the score. Uh, Jefferson looks great. Run game looks great, uh, but they're a little beat up now. So that was the biggest thing that I took away. And I did pick them and they went straight up. So that was one of the few that paid off. But here's the ones that I missed. And and I'm going to still follow my logic and believe in my logic. But Minnesota lost to Bowling Green straight up, Joe. And they were 30 and a half point favorites. So I took the over 51 thinking, well, they're supposed to win by 30. Can Bully Green score twice? Well, sure. But so did uh, stupid Minnesota. Minnesota only scored twice. It was 14 to 10. So that game just got completely wrong. I can live with that. Well, okay. you weren't the only ones. I mean, when it's a 30-point oh, yeah. spread, it, I mean, you, you're not going to take that loss. I'm not even going to let you take that out. <laughs> well, okay. So Missouri and Boston College, I had Missouri by a point and a half. That game went into overtime. They lost in overtime. So uh, shouldn't have let them come back in. But all right. I, I missed that one too. Overtime loss I could take. This is where I start to get frustrated because those are my first two, right? And then I picked the over in the Memphis UTSA game, two of the highest scoring offenses in the country so far this year. And UTSA kind of rocky in the first half, comes back, ties Memphis. It's going to go into overtime. And I'm like, I got this. I, I'm depending on a college kicker to, to hit this 42 yarder at the end of the game. I'm like, he'll miss it. We're going to overtime. I'll get my over. He nails it. And uh, in UTSA wins game misses by three points. So now I'm starting to get starting to get a little angry, right? Uh, <laughs> Iowa, Colorado State over. I had because it was like 44. Uh, I thought, OK, well, look, Iowa's going to put up 35. They score nothing in the first half. It's terrible. Their offense is not moving. They get up big. They score 21 points right out the gate in the second half. And then they sit on the ball for the last 12 minutes of the game. They run it, run it, punt, run it, run it, punt, run it, run it, punt. Colorado State could get nothing going. Didn't get that one. Super frustrated. Then this one is the one that really got me, Joe. 
Buffalo. I got Buffalo mm. to win this game against Old Dominion by what? It doesn't matter. They're up 35 to 7 at halftime. Did you see the final score of that one? Why yes, would you? It's Buffalo and Old Dominion. But it, no, 30, I saw it. I, I saw the final 35 score. 35 to 34 mm-hmm. was the final score. Buffalo let Old Dominion come all the way back. The only reason they won that game is because stupid Old Dominion missed an extra point after a penalty. So, I mean, I feel like you, bad beat segment on Sports Center at this point. And then yeah. Michigan State, uh, I had by five. They had a pick six in overtime, and the stupid offensive lineman ran down the cornerback because his defensive lineman got in front of him blocking. So uh, I could have had if he just scores on that, I win by six. The you know the spread is five, so it's frustrating. Everybody has these weeks. I understand it, uh, but I just had to get that off my chest. But it's hey, good. look, this is very long, healthy. Longhorn scored seventy. I was just gonna say, but at least the Longhorns put up a seventy spot because that's that's the game that I actually got to see the most of mm. on uh, on Saturday. Which and was, that uh, Arkansas loss doesn't look as shameful anymore because they went out and beat a And M and they're looking good right now. Uh, and also. Oklahoma looked terrible. We mm-hmm. love to see that. They still Clemson won. Also struggling. Clemson real bad on offense. Can't mm-hmm. get anything going. And uh, you know, so it, it the week was okay, but I was real frustrated at my my picks all lost by you know the the old saying, Joe. It's a game of inches. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, well, you know what's interesting too is you know we're talking about Clemson struggling on offense. I think that's what makes. Alabama's annual greatness so stunning because we saw LSU, you know, when they turned over the roster, you know, with all the graduating yeah. guys and the guys who in the NFL, how they, they struggled. Won. Clemson, same thing now a little bit. And and Alabama just can't be stopped. It's just I think it was stunning. their hundredth straight win against an unranked opponent. Like <laughs> it's just absurd what Alabama has been doing with. Saban. Well, look, let's leave it in the past. That's it. <laughs> week four is done. It's a new week. Yes, it is. Right. And let's start with Houston at Tulsa. Tulsa four and a half point favorites. The number is 54 and a half. Walk us through your thoughts on this one. We're going to start with this with all the likes first, and then we'll go to the leans later. These are the likes. And let's start with this Houston Tulsa contest. Look, the wrong team's favored here and the public is following it. I I don't understand this. I think Houston wins this game straight up. I think they're a much better offensive team than Tulsa. Now Tulsa's played some tough teams. They played Oklahoma state and they were in it. Uh, They gave Ohio state probably a little bit um, more than they thought they were going to get, but they lost to UC Davis week one. I know Houston hasn't had a tough schedule. They played like Navy. I think might've been their hardest game that they've played so far this year, but the offense in Houston is good. I think the defense is going to be able to uh, stifle Tulsa a little bit here. So I'm going to go with Houston to win this game straight up. I don't understand why this spread is like this. It must be because Tulsa is at home, Uh, but I've got Houston winning this game. Houston on the money line. It is. I like it. Uh, Arkansas eighth ranked against Georgia. Number two, Georgia's favored by 18 and a half and numbers 48 uh, and a half in this contest. What are your thoughts on Arkansas, Georgia? Yeah. Uh, look, I really like what Arkansas has been doing, but they are banged up. Burks, the wide receiver, a little bit nicked up. KJ Jefferson got hurt. He did come back and play at the end of that game against Texas A&M. Got him a big first down to seal it. But I just, even if he does play this week, he is not going to be 100%. So I think you got to take Georgia in this game. I I think that this would be real close if it was, uh, you know, if KJ Jefferson was fully healthy, but they're too banged up on offense right now. Uh, Georgia is rolling over fools right now. It is unbelievable the pace that they're at right now. Uh, You know, obviously beat Clemson who is, you know, they may not be playing their best, but they're still a very good team. 
So Georgia's rolling right now. I can't take, I can't, I can't pick against them. They've got their foot on the gas. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to roll over Arkansas in this game. <laughs> I, I probably, even though I am pretty confident on Georgia, I think I'm most confident in the under on this game because we mm. saw Georgia struggle against a good uh, defense in Clemson. Arkansas's defense is playing very, very well right now. So uh, give me the dogs and give me the under. All right. This next line's a little curious. Wisconsin at home favored by one. Uh, over Michigan, ranked 14th in the nation, 43 and a half is the number. This one seems a little peculiar to me. What are your thoughts on this? This feels like a trap, and, and I understand that Wisconsin has looked so bad that maybe Michigan's going to overlook them, but I don't know, man. Michigan hasn't been doing this. I don't understand what this line is. Mertz is killing them on offense right now for Wisconsin. We saw them have a terrible game this week against Notre Dame and they let Notre Dame get their rhythm. You know, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I know anything about Notre Dame because they've crushed me twice this year, but they look <laughs> you're not good. The only ones too. Oh, I mean, historically yeah, I Notre Dame is very tricky to pick because you're, you're trying to fight against that, the large public money and the, and you know, it's like, it's like betting on the Cowboys or betting on the Yankees. It's very <laughs> difficult. It is. It's very difficult to gauge. And look, the the Badgers have played twice against P5 teams, and they put up 10 points and 13 points. So this does feel like a classic trap game for Michigan. But I just I don't see how they drop this one. They've smoked Washington. They look good. They put up at least 20 points in every game and 30 in three of four so far. They just didn't do it against Rutgers, you know, and Shiano and all of that this week. But um I think Michigan rolls right over Wisconsin, and and I don't know why they're getting points. But if they're getting points, I'm going to take them. All right, let's go to Alabama at home. Number one in the nation, taking on number 12, Ole Miss. Uh, Bama favored by 14 and a half. The over-under for this game is 79 and a half. So I know Ole Miss is respectable, but this is on the road at Alabama. 14 and a half seems like a pretty good number to take the Alabama side. I was reading a, a stat and uh, I apologize. I can't remember where I got it, but it was, you know, 47 I'll just credit you for it. I'll just say, <laughs> don't, you, don't you, credit you me found this stat. No, no. Scott Bogman's <laughs> got an amazing stat for you, everybody. Here you go, Scott. Uh, go with it. Four, 47 and two at home in the playoff era, but 24 and 25 against the spread at home mm-hmm. in the playoff era for Bama. So look, Ole Miss is good. And, and Alabama is great. And we know historically last year, amazing, all that stuff, just best team probably ever just beat everyone by a wide margin, except this old Miss team. Hmm. Old Miss was able to point for point with them. And I think that's what we're going to get in this game. And I don't think that Alabama is as good as they were last year. So I think Ole Miss is going to be able to keep this uh, within 10 points. And I know um, that's the popular thought, which kind of makes me a little leery on it. You know, uh, in general, you know, betters fade the public. And I understand that, but, um, I don't know, man, I, I I think Ole Miss has enough on defense and I think they have more than enough on offense. Uh, I, I think Ole Miss's offense might be better than Alabama's not by a wide margin, but I think it might be better. It's the defense. That's where, you know, cause Ole Miss has looked good, but they haven't, no one has played anyone the caliber of Alabama. So, um, you know, except the teams have played old miss offense. So, uh, so I think they're a little bit better on offense than Alabama is, but I think Alabama is overall better. So I do think they'll win the game straight up, but I think old miss keeps us close enough and I'll, I'll take the points. Oklahoma ranked number six, 10 point favorites against Kansas state. The over under is 52 Boggs. You think Oklahoma wins this one in easy fashion on the road? I don't know. So, so I don't know if you remember last year, Joe, but this is the game that, uh, you know, everyone, 
it shocked everyone because K-State beat Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know that we're going to get that this year. Uh, and I know a lot of people are picking K-State because Oklahoma hasn't looked good, but it's still. But doesn't even... that kind of sit with Oklahoma? You know what I mean? Like, isn't that the kind of thing that you're, you know, sometimes teams overlook other teams right. you know, looking ahead. And that's always the problem in college football, especially on the road, especially in a schedule when they have another big game afterwards. That tends to happen. That's kind of a wake-up call. Don't you think this year that that can happen again? I think it has to be. They almost lost to West Virginia. You know, the crowd was chanting for the backup quarterback in Oklahoma this week, which, you know, I love, but you can't love if you're Oklahoma's offense. But I picked West Virginia in that game because West Virginia plays really good defense. And, you know, uh, I've seen them go in and beat some good teams. And uh, they almost walked away with that game. So, uh, but I think, like you said, that's a wake-up call. Uh, you know, uh, two weeks in a row, the Sooners have put up less than 30 points against P5 opponents, 23 against Nebraska, 16 against West Virginia. And K-State uh, does have some impressive wins against Stanford and Nevada, but they also lost their starting quarterback, Kyler Thompson, uh, Skylar Thompson, for the year a couple, week, uh, couple weeks ago. I, I don't know that I trust anyone here, but I think this is where Oklahoma gets back on track and they look good. It's as soon as everyone's goes away from them. They're going to put up the, because at any point, man, if it all clicks, we we've seen this Lincoln Riley offense just blow the doors off of some teams. I think that's going to happen this week. I think they're going to get right back on the right track. And I think they're going to beat up Kansas state. Interesting matchup here up next 10th ranked Florida, eight point favorites at Kentucky, the numbers 55 and a half. You have the Florida run game against the Kentucky run defense. So what gives out first here? Yeah, that's really uh, where it's going to come. I mean, Kentucky, um, they're going to – I think Florida, we saw them play with Bama. I think if you can play with Bama, you can play with anybody. And, uh, you know, I I know that um, Kentucky's look good. They're undefeated so far, but they played Louisiana Monroe, Missouri, probably their hardest game, Chattanooga, and South Carolina. So it's not like – they have been uh, putting up numbers against uh, great defenses or anything. And I think Florida is going to smoke them. So mm-hmm. uh, I think that this one is the Gators running away. Now, look, going into Kentucky, this is their blue and white game. So a great crowd and all that stuff. I don't want to underestimate a crowd again because definitely did that for BYU against Arizona. But I just don't think that they can hang with Florida in this game. I think Florida's team is uh, too good this year overall. I think they're going to beat down on Kentucky because I don't think Kentucky's going to be able to stop their run game. And I think Florida is going to stop Kentucky's run game. And that's what it all comes down to. All right. One more of the likes here. We've got Penn state at home, ranked number four, 12 and a half point favorites against Indiana. The numbers 53 and a half will Penn state walk all over Indiana Boggs. Well, look, if you want to fade me, this is the game to do it because this is one I'm most confident in. I don't understand how this game opened up at 10 and a half. It's already gone up to 12 and a half. So I think this line is just going to get uh, bigger and bigger. Indiana has played a tough schedule so far. Iowa's one of the best teams so far this season. Uh, Cincy has been ranked in the top 10 all year, and they played those two teams. That's why they're 2-2. Two and two. Uh, Penn State is probably overrated. Uh, I don't think they're the number four team in the country at the end of the year, but they haven't been able uh, and they haven't been able to run the ball yet. They're 111 in the nation, but Indiana, I don't think is going to be the team to expose them. So uh, I wish I could trust Penix enough. Uh, because I, I think Penn State's going to eventually, their their bubble's going to burst. I just don't think it's going to be this week against Indiana. Not at home. All right. Those are the likes. Let's fly through some of these leans here real quick. Virginia at Miami. Miami, five-point favorites in this one. 61 and a half 
is the number. Where's the lean, Scott Bogman? This is a Thursday night game, and uh, I, I'll, I'll lean uh, towards Miami in this one, but Derek King's status is questionable still mm-hmm. uh, as we're recording this on a Wednesday evening. So That's not good. Um, yeah, it's not great. Uh, I think uh, I'm going to take Miami regardless just because uh, – uh, Virginia didn't look good against Wake Forest last week. Wake Forest better than people expected. Uh, they have a good offense for sure, but Virginia should have beat them. So uh, I think for me, I've got to lean towards the Hurricanes in this one. Texas four and a half point favorites coming off the huge outpouring yeah. of scoring at TCU. 65 and a half is the number. Did they save any points for this week, Fox? Uh, so I laugh at this one because I know you're going to tell me I'm overthinking this one for sure. Uh, but uh, I, I'm even kind of surprised it's in the leans to tell you the truth, but I want to hear the reason why. So, I mean, it's nationally televised game. We do all of those uh, yes, on the show. So uh, look, this is the stat that uh, TCU, T, TCU use and all of the people whining about Texas going to the SEC has used. They're two and nine against TCU since TCU entered the, the or two and seven out of nine games uh, uh, against TCU since they entered the Big 12. So TCU plays them. Max Duggan has beat up Texas uh, for a couple of years in a row now. And, and I just. I get scared when I see the Horn Frogs, man. So uh, I think Texas should beat them. I think they're the better team, but there is no way I'm betting on it. So uh, I'm going to stay away from it. All right. Uh, you can't stay away from Notre Dame no matter how hard, how hard <laughs> you try. Ninth-ranked Notre Dame is uh, actually underdogs at home against seventh-ranked Cincinnati. Cincinnati, one-and-a-half point favorites in this one. Fifty-and-a-half is the number, Boggs. So can Notre Dame pull a rabbit out of their hat here at home? I mean, I don't even know. Would it really be? pulling a rabbit out of their hat. They look so good against Wisconsin. You know, they did, but Cincinnati's also played good football. They're a top they 10 team last year too. They're great. They're great. Uh, I'm and, and look, the betting public is about an even split on this. This you know? might be the most entertaining kind of fun game where, where you're right. I do feel like there's an even match here with this. Like well, this think, could be a very good game going back and forth potentially. And Bam Ole Miss is good. We have some huge games this week. This is a big uh, week. Arkansas right. and Georgia. There, there's some huge games, but this one, I think I got to take Cincy just because I don't trust what I've seen from Notre Dame. And they might have got rolling. They might have hit their stride and got clicking against Wisconsin. That's a dangerous thing. I've been wrong. When I bet against Notre Dame, I've been wrong when I've taken Notre Dame so far this year. So, like I said, that's why this is a lean and not a like. But I like Cincinnati to win this game because I think they're going to be able to get home to the quarterback. I think they're still going to have issues scoring early Notre Dame. So I like Cincy because they're in rhythm. They got a bye week. I like them. All right. Two games left to talk about. The leans, Oregon, third ranked, eight-point favorites at Stanford. The number's 58. Where are you leaning on this one, Scott? Oh, this is where I got to, you know, not curse. So got to dig deep here. Uh, Oregon. Oregon frustrated me. And U of A has got me twice, just like uh, j- just like <laughs> Notre Dame. Uh-huh. I pick BYU against them. And, B- you know, they play BYU tough. Then they lose to NAU last week. And I go, oh, come on, man. Oregon's going to thump them. It's 28 and a half. That's not enough. They win by 22. And that was just because they scored late. Uh, the game was much, much closer than that, especially in the first half. So I don't really trust Oregon. Uh, you know, they, they don't cover against Arizona. Stanford is just as confusing to lose to K state. They beat USC, uh, straight up. They don't cover against UCLA when they're looking good. Uh, I don't think they'll be able to keep pace with Oregon, but, uh, that's why I would lean Oregon here. I think this number's too low 
for what I've seen happen, but uh, you know, they're, they're making me angry. So I'm not going to, I'm going to lean on them instead of like them. All right. Well, let's see if we can leave on a high note with this last game. Number 22, Auburn travels to LSU, LSU favored by three and a half. The number is 54 and a half. So where do you stand on this last contest? Man, yeah, this one, the, these two teams are super bipolar. LSU let Mississippi State come back and beat them uh, after getting up uh, to a 28-10 lead. Um, Auburn had to make a comeback uh, to, just to beat Georgia State. So, or almost, they, uh, LSU won the game against Mississippi State, but barely. Uh, the public doesn't even seem to have a good feel on this one. It's 57% Auburn, but both defenses are strong here. LSU passes the ball really well. Auburn runs the ball really well. Uh, so I'll lean on the passing game uh, in today's uh, era of football, and I'll take LSU in this game. All right, there you have it. You can follow him on the Twitter machine at Bogman Sports, and make sure you also check out all his work over at bettingpros.com, where all the lines live at Betting Pros from all the different houses, so you can take all the likes and the leans of Scott Bogman and go make yourself some cash by heading over to Betting Pros right now, and don't forget to get the app as well, because here at Fantasy Pros and Betting Pros, we are changing the games for the better, making life easier for you to get all the latest updates that you possibly need in all of your wagering enthusiast uh, moments or something to that effect. <laughs> I don't know. All I know, Scott Bogman, is uh, we, we leave week four in the dust. We turn the pace yes. to week five. It's going to be a better week. I feel good about it. It's a pretty, pretty good season so far. Yeah. And and some very exciting college football. And this obviously shaping up to be some big games here in the national stage yet again. So once again, I want to thank Scott Bogman for hanging out with us and talking college football. And again, go over and follow us at Betting Pros and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts as well. That'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on. For Scott Bogman, I'm Joey P. We will see you next time, kids. Mm-hmm.